Hi, I'm Philip Anthony Albertelli, and this is the Week in Doubt, episode 258. Before we start, I'd like to thank the Pentecostal Peril Podcast for liking the Week in Doubt Facebook page. I haven't checked them out yet, but I plan to. They had me at all that alliteration. Let's see, any corrections before we start? Just one really small one. And here's how neurotic I get. Last week I claimed episode 257 was unscripted, which for the most part it was. But technically there was a scripted intro. A few paragraphs, I think. Yes, that really was eating at my conscience. I know, I'm ridiculous. But anyway, let's get on with it. So I have to admit that when I first heard this story, it kind of made my jaw drop. Uh, Little surprises me anymore, but this one did catch me a bit off guard. It seems that the U.S. voted no on a U.N. motion that sought to ban capital punishment for same-sex relations. I first heard about this via The Amazing Atheist. I think technically he just goes by T.J. Kirk now. So the United States voting against a U.N. ban on killing people for being gay or engaging in homosexual acts. On face value, it seems so outrageous that I thought, wait, did T.J. get something wrong? Is this some satirical story run amok? What's going on? Well, unfortunately, it is a true story. There is a mitigating factor that may make it seem a bit less outrageous or a little more understandable, but not by much. Apparently, the administration or spokesperson is claiming that they strongly denounce the murdering or execution of gay people, uh, paraphrasing there, and the reason they voted no is concern that the motion sought to end the death penalty in general. And in full disclosure, there have been times in the past when I've gotten into trouble with listeners for saying that I support the death penalty in certain extreme cases, some monster slaughtering an innocent family or something like that. But I have to admit, voting against a ban on executing homosexuals because of your attachment to the death penalty, it doesn't look good. Um, It doesn't say much about your priorities. So uh, let's dig in and try to find out what's what here. I've compiled a few articles. I guess I'll start with this one from Snopes first. It was near the top of the search results when I was researching this story earlier. And if you're not familiar, Snopes is a site that seeks to debunk false claims, etc. So this is dated October 3rd, and it's by David Emery. U.S. votes against United Nations ban on death penalty for same-sex relations. The United States joined 12 other countries, including Saudi Arabia and China, in voting against the United Nations resolution condemning the use of the death penalty to punish blasphemy, uh, that's a big one too, blasphemy, adultery, and same-sex relations. On the 29th of September 2017, the United States was one of 13 members of the United Nations Human Rights Council, or uh, did I say that correctly? Yeah, Human Rights Council, to vote against a resolution asking countries in which the death penalty is legal to ensure it is not applied and, in quotes, arbitrarily or in a discriminatory manner, or imposed to punish specific forms of conduct such as apostasy, blasphemy, adultery, and consensual same sex relations. The question of the death penalty, and that's in quotes, passed by a healthy margin anyway with 27 nations voting in favor and 7 abstaining. The members voting against were Botswana, Burundi, Egypt, Ethiopia, Bangladesh, China, India, Iraq, Japan, Qatar, 
uh, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and the United States. According to the International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans, and Intersex Association, there are currently six countries, actually eight if parts of Iraq and Syria, occupied by ISIS are included, in which the death penalty is implemented for same-sex relations, and an additional five in which capital punishment is technically permitted in those cases but not invoked. The resolution further expressed concerns that the application of the death penalty in cases of adultery disproportionately punishes women and specifically condemn the use of capital punishment against persons with mental or intellectual disabilities, persons under 18 years of age at the time of the commission of a crime, and pregnant women. LGBTQ and human rights advocates condemned the U.S. for voting against the resolution. A statement from the human rights campaign called U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley and the Trump administration's failure to champion the resolution, quote-unquote, beyond disgraceful. And here's that quote from the HRC, the human rights campaign. Ambassador Haley has failed the LGBTQ community by not standing up against the barbaric use of the death penalty to punish individuals in same-sex relationships, said Ty Cobb. <clears throat> Wait, Ty Cobb? I don't know much about baseball, but Ty Cobb? Uh, is it really like a zombie Ty Cobb? No, anyway, director of HRC Global. While the UN Human Rights Council took the crucially important step, the Trump-Pence administration failed to show leadership on the world stage by not championing this critical measure. This administration's blatant disregard for human rights and LGBTQ lives around the world is beyond disgraceful. Responding to such criticisms, U.S. State Department spokesperson Heather Newart, I think it's Newart, I think she used to be on Fox News, right? Is it bad if I say I, if I find her attractive? <laughs> said during an October 3rd press briefing that much of the reporting on the United States' position on the resolution has been misleading and that despite appearances, the U.S., unequivocally condemns the application of the death penalty to homosexuality, adultery, and religious offenses. And actually, here's that Heather Nauert, Newert, Nauert, think Nauert clip. Finally, something I would like to clear up and then we'll get started with your, your questions. Uh, there was a vote at the Human Rights Council in Geneva, and we have seen a lot of reporting about that, press releases that have criticized the U.S. government's vote at the Human Rights Council on the question of the death penalty. The headlines and much of the reporting that has come out of that has been misleading. As our representative to the Human Rights Council said on Friday, last Friday, the United States is disappointed to have voted against that resolution. We voted against that resolution because of broader concerns with the resolution's approach in condemning the death penalty in all circumstances, and it called for the abolition of the death penalty altogether. We had hoped for a balanced and inclusive resolution that would better reflect the positions of states that continue to apply the death penalty lawfully, as the United States does. The United States unequivocally condemns the application of the death penalty for conduct such as homosexuality, blasphemy, adultery, and apostasy. We do not consider such conduct appropriate for criminalization. Okay, I hope that's clear. So there you have it, and pretty much what I said at the top of the episode, their excuse or reasoning for voting no on the motion was fear that it reached too far and sought to abolish or condemn the death penalty in general or entirely. 
And in case you're looking for a source other than Snopes, well, I think um, Heather Nauert's press briefing there is a pretty good source, too. But uh, just in case, we can look at some other articles that I compiled. So we have The Independent, and this article is by Tom Embury Dennis, and it's dated Wednesday the 4th. U.S. votes against U.N. resolution condemning gay sex death penalty joining Iraq and Saudi Arabia, America one of 13 countries on Human Rights Council to oppose historic vote. Uh, what else do we have? Newsweek. So that's fairly credible, right? And this is by Tom Porter, also October 4th. Why did the Trump administration vote against UN motion condemning gay death penalty? The United States was one of 13 nations, including some of the most repressive nations on earth, to oppose a United Nations motion condemning the death penalty for those in same-sex relationships, blasphemers, and adulterers. Okay, I think that's probably enough of that. And to be honest, it's kind of embarrassing, but that's me just kind of going the extra mile to try to validate the story. Uh, I'm still trying to live down that time when I took a story from Patheos's laughing and disbelief channel or blog, uh, which is a satiric, kind of like um, Patheos's answer to The Onion, all, all satirical stories, but probably not as obvious as The Onion. I took one of those stories and reported on it as if it were true, and then I ended up deleting, pulling down the entire episode from both the podcast feed and YouTube. Such so me doing the extra extra legwork trying to prove that it's a valid story. So now I guess I'll just say what I think. And uh, okay, no script here. I'm trying to clear my head, get myself to. Uh, just give my honest opinion and not worry too much about how people are going to judge me for what I say, trying to be honest as possible. Okay, so to me, it's definitely a very dark development. I mean, when you just step back and look at it, you have the United States standing with these draconian regimes, um... Saudi Arabia, etc., places known to punish people for adultery, kill people for blasphemy or apostasy or whatever. And uh, it's long been known that the United States is an outlier among nations comprising the civilized modern West in the sense that we still embrace the death penalty or capital punishment. Most modern nations have let that go. And we are now, unfortunately, in the company, you know, standing in the company of places like Egypt, Ethiopia, China, Iraq, uh, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, when it comes to our lingering attachment to the death penalty. And I, I th and, and so when I look at it that way, I, I see us and, you know, in a sense, America has been, look at, been looked at for a long time as this shining beacon, setting an example for the rest of the world. And we're pretty much the last Western country holding on to the death penalty, as far as I know. And that does, I mean, I'm not proud of that. And I get a really kind of uneasy feeling. And, and seeing it displayed 
this way where our attachment to the death penalty was showcased because the current administration, you know, re- representing our country, ended up voting no on a motion to ban the death penalty for things like homosexuality and blasphemy. Uh, for me, not a proud moment. Now, can you hear those crickets? New England crickets. Are New England crickets any different than regular crickets? <laughs> but anyway, so uh, it's a very hot autumn uh, night here. Very strange. It was in the 80s today. But I think in America, and even I am susceptible to this, and you know, I, I kind of hinted at that or stated that by what I said earlier, that even I, to this day, wrestle with my feelings about the death penalty, and I still lean in favor of it in in cases, you know, in extreme cases. And I'm not going to get to the whole uh, story again. It's a very depressing story, and I don't want to eat up too much time. But I usually use the example of the Pettit family, a couple of uh, ex-cons that, I'm trying to think if they were escapees or ex-cons. I thought they may have been recently released. But these two scumbag ex-cons or whatever they were, these these two degenerates, they pretty much forced their way into the house. And I think, what was this? Was it in Connecticut, I think? Uh, I forget. And uh, the house of this decent middle, maybe upper middle class family, I think the husband was a doctor or something like that. There was a mother and, uh, or, you know, a wife, mother, and also two daughters. There was an older daughter, maybe in her mid to late teens, and a, a, a young daughter. Uh, I don't even know if the young daughter had reached puberty or whatever. But they chained the husband in the cellar to a pole and, and beat him badly. And then they forced the mother to take out money at the bank And the mother was cognizant enough or mindful enough that she managed to slip a note to the teller or tell the teller what was going on. And uh, still, the cops were slow on acting. And they ended up raping the mother, raping the younger daughter, and then setting the house on fire, burning all three of uh, the female family members, the mother and the two daughters, they died. And the father managed to escape and I think get to a neighbor. Uh, And even in prison, these guys seemed rather unrepentant to say the least. So I still wrestle with that. In a case where, say, you know 100% you got the right guys and they committed this absolutely nightmarish, atrocious, act, this abominable deed. Um, I kind of think when you do something that awful, I don't think it's too much of society to ask for your life in return, as extreme as that may sound. And I get the better angels of our being argument that, you know, we should rise above all that and not execute someone like it's the Middle Ages because they committed some heinous act. And uh, I I can kind of see that, and I definitely see the arguments highlighted by things like the Innocence pro- uh, Project, concerns that an innocent person might be put to death. 
I definitely understand that. And I think that's the best argument against the death penalty. But I think, yeah, in America, we have almost this hang em high attitude or this kind of eye for an eye sense of justice. Maybe it's like frontier justice or something that if someone commits a truly awful, heinous act that, you know, we society demands its pound of flesh in return or we demand that that person pays if it's a truly heinous act uh, that shocks the moral conscience, then perhaps even they should pay by forfeiting their life. And I think that's kind of the I don't want to speak for all Americans, but I think that's the mindset that has perpetuated this attachment to the death penalty. Uh, so, you know, it's something I'm still wrestling with. But at the end of the day, I don't think this is a proud moment. Uh, I very, very much would have liked to have seen the United States vote yes on, uh, to or on that motion. But uh, let me know what you guys think in the comments section on YouTube, on the Weekend Out Facebook page, via Twitter, whatever. All right, brothers and sisters, uh, until next time, you know, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. If you want to help the show out monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash the Weekend Out. All right.